Welcome into the Irish NFL show. We look forward to this Sunday's big game in New York between the New York Giants facing off against the New York Jets. Delighted to have Ruben Vargas join me from Mundo NFL, Zona Gigantes, a big Giants fan like myself. So delighted to have you here for the first time. It seems like a while since we've been speaking Giants. So, Brian, perfect uh, occasion to talk about this New York Derby, uh, the big uh, game. It's a big game on, on the Big Apple. And yeah, after always chatting all the London games and talk about our Giants. So uh, it's a pleasure to be here in the Irish NFL show to talk about this game that is going to be for sure uh, really, really big on, on New York. Yeah, we were fortunate to share time together last year at the Packers game in London. And even sweeter was the fact that we walked away from that game with a victory. We haven't had many victories to celebrate this season. We did last Sunday. It was a very dominant performance in particular by the defense and it kind of kind of reflects on how well they played in Buffalo the previous week where we let one slip there that game was there to be won and in a way I'm kind of I wish we, if we were three and four going into this game I think the scrutiny would be even more heightened by the fact that the Jets have just been the Eagles there on their bye week and we've seen it all week I imagine you've been listening to the various different outlets in New York around the talk of this game a lot of dominant very confident people with the Jets but let's start with our joints because like We've we've gradually seen defensively in the last couple of weeks, and I would even throw in the Miami game. Bearing in mind how well Miami played this season, we had three turnovers in the game. We're see, we're we're now seeing the defense. I would say of last year with Wink Martindale, and it fills me with confidence going into this game on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, right. And this defense is waking up. Uh, people like Dexter Lawrence or Kevin Thibodeau, they're starting to be dominant. Uh, okay, Rekia McFadden is the two linebackers that. We are waiting long time to see. They are good in coverage. They are going to the blitz with this Martindale defense. Really, really good. And I think the defense is putting every every game uh, a really nice product on the field. We saw Ty Banks is being one of the best cornerbacks rookies on the season. And I, I, I'm very happy with this defense. I think the Jets have a really good defense also. So probably it's going to be a game with a lot of turnovers, with a lot of opportunities to to change the possession of the ball. And for me, the the most important is that the O-line, it's little by little playing better. We saw like Lewinsky, it's finally playing a good game. Uh, I think Andrew Thomas have a lot of options to going back and being the leader of this offensive line. For me, it's one of the best left tackles in the league. We saw the 49ers no, last week uh, without Trent Williams and without Debo Samuel, how Brock Purdy was suffering and they lost the game. I think the Giants uh, been like three or four games w- without uh, Andrew Thomas and without Saquon, the, the best left tackle of the team, well, the, probably the best player offensively and one of the best weapons of Saquon Barkley. And I think the Giants uh, going to play much better these games against rivals that they are not like um, one of the Super Bowl contenders. And I think we're going to see a much better game of our Giants, Brian. Yeah, the offensive line on Sunday. So we're talking about Andrew Thomas potentially coming back. So obviously, he'll slide into left tackle. Justin Pugh has been a, a nice pickup. Bernard Money hasn't mm-hmm. played at all this season, going in left guard. And then, like, I was I was surprised when they let Tyree Phillips walk away in, in you know, just after training camp and they brought him back off the Eagles practice squad. He had a good game on Sunday. I mean, we're gradually seeing this kind of period where Giants fans are saying, we just need to get over this difficult period with no, essentially with no offensive line, really, to, to look at. 
and put ourselves in a position where they, they aren't, in a, you know, tends to go and win, and win games. If this offensive line is back structured on Sunday and Saquon and Barkley can play at the same level as even to an large extent of what we saw last Sunday, they'll have a better opportunity to do stuff on offense because offense has struggled. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Offensively has struggled this season. I don't think any Giants fan expected this offense to be scoring 28, 20 points a game, but it's, they still expect measured drives, consistent performances, and we haven't really seen that quarterback situation right now and people say there is no quarterback situation it's Daniel Jones job and Tyra Taylor is playing there bearing in mind the neck injury who do you think puts us in a better position I, I know the easy thing to say of course Daniel Jones puts us in a better position if he's 100% but Tyron Taylor Tyron Taylor seems to be understanding what's what's needed in these critical moments in games right now with the exception maybe of how that Buffalo Villas drive in the fourth in the end of the fourth for me, Ryan, Daniel Jones proved it. No, last year in games like the last, the the, the one we saw in Tottenham, uh, he's an authentic leader. He can run. Uh, he can do these options with Saquon. I think he have the the mindset to be the quarterback of the New York Football Giants. And if Andrew Thomas going back is coming back this weekend, and John Michael Smith also, we have uh, weapons like Darren Waller. I think against Jets. Can, can be the the can be the key, no? Because I think the Jets are having problems to stop the Titans. Also, Jalen Hyatt. People is saying that, for example, it's some fans in Giants that are saying that Tyro Taylor was using Jalen Hyatt correctly. I think you saw big games, uh, big plays from Jalen Hyatt in the Arizona game, also with Daniel Jones. I think he have the capacity to to be like really deep and. I think Daniel Jones have the the arm to arrive to to this part of the of the field, and for me Daniel Jones is a much better QB. I mean, some people are saying Tyro Taylor is playing good. Yeah, I mean he been in many game in many teams of the NFL. Um, he he's a veteran of the league. Of course, he's gonna put a good product on the field. But for me, Daniel Jones have a little bit more than than Tyro Taylor if you want to compete a game on the NFL. Yeah, you're right in what you say there. Let's not forget the two big plays in which he had to Jalen Wright in Arizona, the, the opening play in the second half, 60 yards, and obviously one late on with the, as, they, as they drove to, to win the game. I think it was on that particular drive where he scored to level up the game. I agree with you, Daniel Jones gives us the best opportunity. And ultimately, he, they paid him to be the future of the franchise. They paid exactly. him to be the quarterback. So it's very much, I don't like there's a mindset out there and a narrative with the media. And I think some of them are trying to create an, a storyline that isn't there. And I think Brian Davis tried his best to put it to bed which is if Daniel Jones is 100% available and he's been cleared by doctors and medical staff he plays and we go into this game and as well as Tyrod Taylor is playing we need that option we need that run option I know Tyrod Taylor ran a couple of them last week but he's not at the level that Daniel Jones is at where the Jets defense will have to cater for him in the run pass option which is which was really productive in particular that playoff game last year yeah absolutely also we saw Brian uh, Ty Phillips was uh, coming to the right tackle. I think he did it pretty well against uh, Washington the last game. Uh, I think Lewinsky and also the arrival of Justin Park is giving more consistency in the interior of the O-line. And if we take back uh, Andrew Thomas in the good level that he's always and John Michael Smith, this O-line have to go up. I, I talked last, last week with the Giants podcast in Spanish that it's coming few games like this one against the Jets, Riders, uh, Patriots, that the O-line is going to have uh, a little bit more easy his uh, his uh, work. And 
I think uh, with Saquon on the field, it's really important for for Daniel Jones or for Tyron Taylor. We we see we saw no like when when Saquon come back in the Bills game in prime time and Saquon play this game, this Giants offense is in another level. You 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 can you can do another things that with without Saquon you cannot do, and it's really important for me that Saquon is back, Daniel is back, Andrew Thomas is back for see the real offense and the real capacity to compete games of this New York football giants, Brian. This is more of a broader question around the season today, as opposed to just, just this particular game and what we saw on Sunday. But we did see on Sunday, Brian Dable in particular, when they locked the field goal, how energized he was on the sideline. It was very much reminding me of Brian Dable, which we saw in London and we saw over the course of last season, the Ravens home game where he pulled out a late victory. Prior to that this season, he looked quite flat and, I suppose, disappointed in terms of the, the manner of some of the performances. Is that a concern for you that we were not seeing the re- he energized Brian Dable? We saw it last weekend. We saw it in the in the in the, tra- in the locker room after the game when he spoke to the team. Are we gradually getting back to where we were last year? And we just have to kind of, I'm not going to call this start to that blip, but are we recognizing that we had a really tough schedule? Like, bear in mind, we played the Cowboys, we played the 49ers, we played the Dolphins, we played the Bills, we should have beaten the Bills. We've had a really difficult start to the season. People don't seem to want to recognize that. They try to talk about various different other components as to why the Giants are getting beaten. Absolutely, Brian. For me, when you are not when you are the coach of the year, it's not because you had a, a lack, a lot of lack in the season, or it was like everything from your side. I think I think really that Brian Dable is a real leader. Is what the New York Giants uh, uh, need in the in a market like New York media. I think he, when you saw the press conference every week, he knows to deal with all the questions, with all the um, outside noise of, in New York. And for me, this momentum of the Giants, if the Giants uh, are starting to win in games against Jets, against the Patriots, could be a dangerous team and could be like uh, with the rhythm that they need like last year. For me, in the beginning of the season, I, saw, I, I say also this on the podcast of the Giants in Spanish, that... Uh, for me, the record on the first seven games was uh, 2-5. Uh, maybe the Seahawks games, the Seahawks games, uh, our defense was pretty good, but we didn't have this turnover that we had like in the Miami game or, or we had like in Washington. And for me, it was a really close game. Maybe the result doesn't show how, how close was the game. Um, for me now, the Giants season is starting and this team have to show that the, the the season of last year was not just luck, was also a commitment of, of every player, was a momentum, uh, was like the chemistry that this team can have under Brian Dable. Yeah, I know people are going to say this is a must-win game on Sunday and the NFL season is quite short, so if you go two and six, nine times out of ten, you don't make the playoffs. And I'm not necessarily thinking the Giants fans at the end of the season would walk away from the season very disappointed if they didn't make the playoff. I think ultimately it's about progress. And that sounds very strange, bearing in mind they were in the divisional realm. But they were well beaten by the Eagles in the divisional realm. I think we recognize we're, we're still quite a bit off the upper level of teams such as the 49ers, the Eagles. And even if they lose on Sunday, like this game, very winnable game, Packers are home, Patriots are home, the Raiders on the road, you would expect them to try to beat the Commanders again. Like this, It's not all lost, but I think people will have a bit of a doom and gloom situation if they lose on Sunday. Where are you on this game? Because the Jets, for me, are doing a lot of talking and the Giants are doing very little talking. And it kind of reminds me of that game years ago where Rex Ryan was doing all the talking 
joint sender, I think, and the joint event ultimately came in and, and gave him a beatdown. And the Jets fans are talking about this defense as if they're one of the greatest defense we've seen in quite a few years. I'm probably doing a disservice to Jets fans. They probably watch this and say, this, that's not fair. That's not accurate. That's not what we're saying. They're three and three. And I can argue they'd say, we've had a good season, bearing in mind they lost their quarterback after two, three, or four steps in the season. Are you as high in them as other people are? Or do you think at some stage we will see the Bills and, and Jets, sorry, the Bills and Dolphins gradually move away from them within the AFC? For me, the Zach Wilson situation is a little bit complicated. This O-line also uh, had big injuries like Ben Attacker, for me the best man of this defense. Also Beckton in the left tackle, it's really regular on his place. It's true, the defense is playing in a great level, but for me the Giants defense is in the same uh, scale. I mean, we can see really good uh, big defense in New York for this game. Also, the Giants are only one uh, game from the spot of the wheel card in the national in the national conference. I mean, I don't think the Giants are so far away like some Jets fans they think they are. And always a Giants Jets, Brian, in New York, it's 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 a big game. It's like Islander Rangers, it's like Knicks Nets, it's this rivalry in New York in the city that you want to laugh on your neighbor, you want to be more dominant than than the small brother, like they say. But for me, the big brother is the Giants. And I think we're playing in home. And the Giants are playing in the MetLife. I know the Jets playing in MetLife also, but uh, we're going to have more blue in the stadium. And, and in the end, uh, this is really important for, for win a game in the National Football League. Yeah, so some people may not have picked up on it, obviously, because the nature of the game, it's a home game for the Giants. Essentially, it's a Giants season ticket game. Therefore, mm-hmm. we should be limited in terms of how many Jets fans are in the stadium. This rivalry has kind of grown a bit over the course of the last year or two. Um, I was listening to a number of different New York outlets over the course of the last few days, and they touched on various different out, you know, outlets, such as the baseball side of things, or the basketball, or ice hockey. But they've recognised that the Giants-Jets rivalry has simmered a little bit and come back around again. It wasn't there for a long time. Rex Ryan kind of brought it back right there. There's a very, I wouldn't say ill feeling, but like I know Jets fans in Ireland, I know Jets fans in the UK. I imagine you know Jets fans across Europe. And this week, there's been a bit of back and forth. And, and don't, we don't normally get that when it comes to NFL games. We're all quite civilised in our rivalry of one another compared to, say, football and various sports. But there's a bit of a feeling about this game. And there's a real feeling of you really want to get this win. as much to keep the season on the right track, but want to get, out, get one over the Jets. Yeah, Brian, at the end, it's momentum, no? It's to, to, to win two in a row. Then you have in the, the riders uh, uh, in Las Vegas. And I think it's one of the most uh, easy, uh, it's not easy game on the NFL, but play against the Riders now in Las Vegas is probably one of the best away games you can have because the situation of the Riders, because Las Vegas is a, a really comfy stadium to play, is an arena. Um, for me, if the Giants won this game, they're going to start to get in the good shape, in the good momentum. And also psychologically, when you win to the, your rival of your city, I mean, it's get you that uh, confidence and, and that momentum. Also, Leo Williams, for sure, is going to be was really, really, really confident because he played in the Jets before. Also, Pinock is going to be, for sure, really, really motivated. He was in, in the Jets before and they cut him. I mean, it's a lot of little histories inside of the two teams. And for sure, it's going to be a, a really, really uh, like rivalry in, in, the, in the pitch, for sure. Yeah, you just stand there. A lot of storylines of players who have, you know, former experience. Bearing in mind, we we traded with the with the Jets to get Leonard Williams. 
during the day if Gellin with tenure Pinner comes over after being released by the Jets he's had a really strong period in, with the Giants there's a lot of storylines there and there's I'd imagine there's other players who have other connections that we're probably not aware of leading into the game in terms of you touched on there they, they win this game they, they play the Raiders it, it, it is a winnable game I appreciate it. Said every NFL game is touched but the tough is oh, this will be deemed to be a winnable game and you look at the like people keep referring to the softer schedule for the Giants after that they've got the Cowboys Commanders Cowboys will be tough Commanders Patriots, Packers, and you touched on it there. The nature of where we are in this NFL season, like they're only a game and a half out of the wild cards if they were to win this game, as as much for the confidence of the team that Brian Dable could say, "I told you this was coming, guys. We are the team we were last year. Let's push on after this." But I imagine the Jets will be saying the exact same team because they'll be thinking, "We come off our bye week, we win this game, we go four and three, four and three with Zach Wilson." Is the game going to come down to the quarterback situation for you? Is it going to be? Whether Zach Wilson can handle the Giants' defense and and vice versa for Daniel Jones handling the Jets' defense, or do you see a game where we have a bit of a surprise and it's a bit of a, a breakout game offensively for both sides? Personally, I think it's going to ultimately come down to which team has the most turnovers defensively. I believe, Brian, this is a game for uh, Wing Martinez to be the mastermind. No, I mean he knows really well these Jets in the AFC. He played, he he trained the Ravens for a long time. I, I'm I'm for sure no. He knows like how to put pressure to Zach Wilson. Um, it's going to be an important game in defense for the both sides. Uh, if you like defense, you have to watch this game for sure. And I saw Leo Williams probably dominating the interior of the O-line against the Jets. I think Zach Wilson, maybe uh, his preparation and his mindset to support many sacks or many pressures is not the same like Tyro Taylor or Daniel Jones. I don't know which one is going to play. For me, they have more experience in the league and probably... Uh, they are more prepared for 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 have pressure in in one game like this, and for me it's going to be important the defense and also the quarterback mindset for 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 this game. I think it's a very nervy game ahead for all Giants and Jets fans. Sunday five o'clock local time in the morning with the clocks going back six o'clock in Spain for for you. Ruben. I just want to probably close there. I just want to move slightly away from the game and discuss the ongoing story of the NFL potentially putting a game in your homeland in Spain next next season. Um, Madrid seems to be the general consensus, the Bernabeu, the re, I suppose the, new, the renovated Bernabeu now, I haven't seen all the work which Real Madrid have done over the past year. Is this a lot closer than people can imagine? Do you think it's it's very much, if it's not next year, it certainly will be the year after, but are you comfortable that it's going to happen next season? I think so, Ryan. Um, in last year, we, we talked with Godel in this event that was in a, in a hotel next to King Cross. Uh, I was asking to Ode- uh, to Godel what, what is the situation with Spain. He said that uh, the, the talks are really close. Also, Mexico is having a renovation of the Azteca Stadium in the capital, so they're gonna be for a long time with no games in Mexico, probably till 2025. And they need like a second uh, option for the Spanish talkers, you know. And I think Spain is perfect. They know London and Germany are working pretty well in, in all the international games and I think Madrid uh, is probably the, the number one choice they they travel also to Bernabeu and Metropolitano the Atletico de Madrid Stadium probably the Metropolitano is adapting more to the um, the things that they do no? always like the tailgate, also all the preparation of the game, all the activities a little bit like Wembley Stadium, no? Probably Bernabeu is more similar to Santiago Bernabeu. 
and uh, Tottenham is more to Santiago Bernabéu and Wembley is more similar to Metropolitano, more well connected from the airport, um, biggest uh, space around the stadium for do activities and things for the NFL. And I think, Brian, in December, January, you're going to have the, the big news coming. And I think Spain is really well prepared for all the tourism, hotels, restaurants, things to do. And I think it's between Brazil and Spain, and probably Spain is going to have more options. Yeah, I've been to both stadiums, or football events, uh, two fantastic stadiums, and a fantastic city as well, Madrid, to, to host events. It's been great excitement for all NFL fans that we get that opportunity to travel to Spain and experience the game, you know, in, in your country. And just another thing, in terms of who you think, I don't want to speculate, but like, you think they'll fall on the, the international American rights? I believe the Bears are one of the countries that have signed into Spain. Or do you think we just move away from it and they'll go with something different? Bearing in mind last year in, in, in Munich, it was the Bucks and the Seahawks and neither which were signed into the international rights with Germany. Now they've, they've aligned up this year with the Chiefs and it looks like Panthers will go, go to Germany next year. Do you think they'll just move away from that and just recognize the game and source the teams that are comfortable going to Spain initially? Probably the Bears and the Dolphins are the one that have the marketing exploration in, in Spain and all the different uh, actions of marketing in Spain. Probably they're going to host one of the two teams. Also, I think the Camp Nou is going to be finished uh, in 2025 in Barcelona. So probably we, we can see another game like they did in Germany. You know? The first year was Munich. The second year was Frankfurt. They like always to explore the two big cities well connected by airports like Barcelona and Madrid. And probably we want to see one of these games. But as you as you said, Brian, could be any game. And I don't care which game it's going to be. The important is the NFL is going to be in Spain after many, many years. When we had the Barcelona Dragons in NFL Europe, we had also the World Bowl there that was like uh, pre-season games with the Steelers, with the 49ers in the Olympic Stadium in Barcelona. So I think the good news will come and... I hope you all, all of you Irish fans come to Spain to have a beer under the sun and enjoy the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't wait. And it's, it's a good, it's good by the way. The, the Mount Gix stadium, the, the former Olympic stadium, now the, now it's yeah. called the Olympic stadium where Barcelona, I believe, are playing their games this season. Exactly. The new camp has been renovated. Rowan, I, I really appreciate your time. I was enjoying our chats, especially when it comes to talking New York Giants. And I look forward to having you back on the podcast throughout the course of the Thank you, Brian, for having me here. All the Irish fans, thank you for all the following. And Slotcha, salute. <laughs>